welcome to Josie's Bar podcast, the podcast where we read issues of Daredevil and then we discuss our thoughts on them and we're going from the very start, so it will take a very long time. I'm Claire, joining me as always is my podcast co-host, it's Vicky. Hey Vicky. What up? Hey. That was, yeah, I'm I'm really, that was awful. Hello everyone. Hey. Hey and uh, this uh, episode should really be called Daniel Strikes Again, uh, because our special guest is Daniel. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. It's not the stilt man that strikes again. It's Daniel. Hey. <laughs> special guest. And this still on stilt man's thunder. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> Um, and we were just chatting before we started recording about the fact that you've been catching up on um, on recent uh, Daredevil issues, and we were saying yes. it's kind of weird that um, we're covering like the Mike Mur- uh, the Mike Murdoch issues uh, from the sixties, while it, which is currently sort of been mirrored in the the current run in twenty twenty one. Yeah, they uh, they've just you know kind of recently brought him back and are using him in uni- unique ways in the Chip Zdarsky run. So mm. it's just kind of interesting to read the modern day stuff and then go back and look at the '60s stuff and you know kind of how they use the same concept in different ways. Yeah, and we we discussed Mike Murdoch for a bit last week because obviously we had Mike Murdoch super fan Emerald. Um, what what are your general thoughts on on Mike Murdoch? Um, Daniel, would you say, like particularly in like the '60s issues? Um, he's such a crazy, wacky concept. Um, it's very Silver Age. Like this would never be able to happen in any kind of real life scenario. <laughs> um, but it, it's fun. It's just another kind of layer of the the weird wackiness that is Silver Age Daredevil. But um, I like how what Emma was saying last episode about you know how how much this kind of informs. Uh, Matt's kind of psyche and what's going on and kind of gives him an outlet to, you know, kind of show more of his personality, um, which is, is very interesting. Um, especially in these earlier issues, I think he's so restrained by pretending to, well, I mean, he is blind, but like kind of, I guess, overstating his blindness and kind of living into like the stereotype of, you know, what it is to be blind. Um, that he really isn't, you know, able to show, you know, his personality and his enthusiasm and all the stuff he can do. And I think Mike kind of gives him an, another outlet to, you know, express that kind of fun-loving, swashbuckling, you know, out there kind of personality that I think he wants to put out there, but just, you know, feels like he can't. Mm-hmm. And. You know, it's just kind of an interesting take on both Matt and, you know, just generally how, you know, people with disabilities were treated kind of back in the 60s. And, you know, how many yeah. people kind of I think, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, how many people think, you know, they felt restrained by, you know, their disability or their blindness and, you know, feel like that they couldn't, you know, show anything because it just defined who they were. And then, you know, wanting to put out so much more. So it's kind of an interesting kind of commentary and take on on matt and the the whole kind of era of 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 the 60s you know it's kind of interesting mm. yeah um, but a yeah. lot of characters just kind of in these issues kind of just define matt by his blindness it's just like mm-hmm. well he's just a blind guy he's oh he's he's a blind guy he's blind you know what i mean it's like that's yeah, all that defines him he's like automatically mm-hmm. just written off like yeah i just, definitely think it's kind of you know him you know taking that that you know that 
fun-loving kind of like action junkie kind of daredevil side and just kind of using it as an opportunity to kind of like blend it into his like his civilian life where he can kind of live that you know all mm-hmm. the time to the point i think he's almost kind of like you know enjoying being mike so much that he's especially in this issue where he's kind of just abandoning matt a little bit <laughs> yeah which is kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> definitely okay um well as always we are a bar so I should also ask you before we start this issue, what are you drinking at the bar this week, Daniel? Uh, I'm being uh, I'm being kind of lame uh, this this week. It's a little bit early in the morning, so I'm just drinking a water. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. I, d- I wouldn't trust the water at Josie's though. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and what you I always feel like it whenever I think of like water. Have you guys ever seen the uh, Coyote Ugly movie where yes. you know yes. they they go to the bar and they order a water and they get sprayed in the face? Like, yeah. There's not so much dancing on the bar at, uh, at our Josie's bar than in Coyote Ugly, because Vicky and I are old and tired. But there are a lot of bras hanging from the ceiling. There are bras hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Vicky? I am drinking a rather delicious vanilla chai mm-hmm. out of my Josie's mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fancied. I, I wanted a cup of tea, but I didn't want, like, I've had about... 30 cups of tea today so i just wanted something a little bit a little bit different so a little bit, a little bit classier yeah nice. yeah so yeah for another try and what are you drinking claire oh i'm drinking i don't even know what it is it's some kind of <laughs> some kind of like budget coca-cola thing i don't know i love like every week <laughs> i like i look forward to hearing what kind of <laughs> off-brand Coca-Cola <laughs> you're drinking. I don't know where this one's from, actually. It doesn't taste like Coke. It tastes like Cola Sweet, so that's why there's an entire glass next to me that I've had a little sip and went, mm, I don't know about this. Mm, no, no, yes, you. I do like trying my off-brand Coca-Colas. You do. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Fentimans, I think, is the best one. I've not tried that one, actually. A bit, bit of cheeky Fentimans. Oh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do a nice uh, cherry one as well. Mm. Yum, yum. Okay, well, this uh, issue is number 26. It was published March the 1st, 1967, and it's called Stiltman Strikes Again. Yay! Um, Stiltman <laughs> in the house! The description is as follows. Daredevil takes Stiltman to court. <gasps> After his attempt to rescue Leapfrog from the stand goes awry... Stiltman faces the wrath of Daredevil. The American judicial systems as you've never seen it before. (laughs) Plus the civilian identity of Mass Marauder revealed. Pulse-pounding presentation by Smiling Stan Lee and genial Gene Colan. And lots of little lettering by Artie Simak. Uh, And on the cover, Stan Lee immediately comments that the title is pretty uninspired. (laughs) (laughs) He actually comments on it twice. He's like, yeah, the title's not great. Sorry. (laughs) I love the cover, though, with the the perspective of it, where you're almost kind of like on a ledge looking down with like the the stilts and everything kind of up in the air. It's it's a very dynamic cover. Yeah, Gene Carlin's having loads of fun with with drawing, with perspective in this issue, with drawing Stiltman. It's great. I really loved the second page with daredevil like bouncing around 
Oh, where he's skedaddling around town? Yes, skedaddling around town, having a jolly. I really liked that page, just because it it had, like, loads of different DD poses all in the same Mm -hmm. picture, which I thought was pretty cool. I like that we see him, like, swinging over one of the stone lions outside the New York Library, because it just gives Mm. it a sense of place, you know? Yeah. And I just just associate the New York Library with the Ghostbusters, so it made me happy. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, one of the great kind of innovations that Stan did back in the early days, like putting little landmarks in the artwork, kind of like deeply setting it in New York and kind of like in, in, in a real place. Yeah. Um, so it kind of, you know, drew the reader in because especially if you like lived in that area, you'd be like, oh, I know where he's at. You know, it's, mm. you know, it was kind of what set it apart from, you know, the, the DC stuff by setting it, you know, specifically in New York, which is fun. Yeah, it's fun because you can, like, when you walk around New York, you know, you can, or, you know, like, thinking about, like, the the Marvel Lego games, you can run around, you know, a version of New York and run into places that exist in the comics because they're actually set in sort of real, real locations, you know? Mm. It's it's very cool. Mm. Um, and it was, it was cool wandering around New York anyway and going, oh, you know, that's where that that person would live and whatever, you know. Just nerding out. Uh, mm-hmm. I love. Um, I don't know if it's my panel of the week. I haven't decided yet. But we get these two guys. <laughs> and one guy sees Daredevil and he goes, "Oh, what that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just another superhero." <laughs> and then the other guy's like, "Yeah, you can't walk around anywhere without bumping into them or whatever." He says. <laughs> I like, Ugh, love it. Superheroes. Ugh. Yeah. Following on <laughs> from what Daniel was, what you were just saying, it is. It is hilarious because it's just like, oh, it's just dead or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. Um, yeah, the first couple of pages here are really fun. You know, it's it just kind of displays, you know, how much you know fun Matt has with being Daredevil and how much he enjoys it. It's something that's kind of mostly lost on the the more modern interpretations of him. Just you know that fun swashbuckling side of him. So it's it's fun to like start with this where he's you know running around as daredevil just like enjoying it and then goes right into like the mic stuff you know and him kind of continuing that same that same train of thought of you know hey i just want to keep the fun going let's you know let's turn into matt you know or or mike yeah because he goes back to the office and is is going to change i mean the the reason he's going back to the office is because he's like oh you know foggy and karen might need something so presumably he has work to do well, and he goes back to the office and he's going to change into Matt, but then he's like, no, I'm going to change into Mike instead. Because I think he is just enjoying yeah. himself so much. But then I'm like, but don't you have work to do, Matt? <laughs> so I, I agree with you, Daniel. That I think he is, um, he, you know, he, he's, he needs to be Matt as well because he's kind of abandoning Matt a bit in this issue. Yeah, he's just sort of, he's realised, like, I think just how much he can get away with as being Mike. Mm. Um, More like proposing to Karen. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh no, I've got a hairdresser's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, it, it's it's very interesting, like how deep he's going into being someone completely different it's like it's like that's you know it's always been in him he just hasn't felt like he's been able to let it out as Mm -hmm. Matt so particularly he does want to let it out because he wants like an almost an audience because he changes into Mike 
and then he hears the and he's going to go into the office or whatever um and then he hears karen and foggy are leaving but he's like oh i put in all this effort to become mike murdoch become mike Mm. so i'm going to stop them leaving yeah so it's like he's purposefully drawing attention to himself as mike it's it's very interesting Mm -hmm. rather than he could be like oh phew i don't have to pretend but he he loves it he enjoys it yeah it's kind of interesting how much he does want to put on a show and Mm -hmm. you know have an audience and kind of being that that center of attention yeah it's kind of interesting you know it's and like i said it's so different from you know him just being matt where everyone kind of I guess maybe like overlooks him a little bit or, Oh, it's just mad or, you know, it's just, you know, it's just the blind guy, you know, we have to, you know, help him around the office. Mm. And then this way he can just kind of bounce around and, you know, kind of put on a show for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like he's got a. It's it's almost like he's he's had this like inside him for so long that he just needs to like just go absolutely like batshit balls to the wall, Mike Murdoch, just <laughs> almost like to get it out of his system. Almost. We've all got a little Mike Murdoch in us, Vicky. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get to his outfit in a minute because. We have to, but um, and so following on from this train of thought, I thought it was also very interesting that when he's he's doing like this little routine to to Karen and Foggy, and it includes he does this James Cagney impression, which includes him referring to himself as Mike in the third person, which I just thought was really interesting because even I just thought it was interesting that even in front of them as he's pretending to be Mike, he refers to himself as Mike in the third person because. His identities really are just getting very muddled yeah. at this point. I, I just, I thought that was interesting. It, yeah, it was all very, it's just, I, do you know, I got a lot of second-hand embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> reading these, like when he's getting, like when he's getting dressed as, as Mike Murdoch and he's like, and I was just like, oh, don't like it. Yeah, it's so, it's so different. I, I do like the little joke where he says that um, when they make a film of his life, they'll have to get Alec Guinness to play him, which I think yeah. is a reference to Arsenic and Old Lace, where Alec Guinness played however many roles in that film, didn't he? Like, mm. famously. Um, Vicky. Mm. Uh, so we get the second of Mike Murdoch's outfits. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts? This might be my panel of the week as well. I haven't decided. <sighs> I... I, d- I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just like I, I kind of I like the way I do like a waistcoat. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Like I do like a waistcoat, and I'm very much here for his ridiculous kind of like checked purple jacket that he puts on. Yeah. Like lay on, but, but it's purple. So yeah. Um, but the rest it. of it, I'm just like he's he's wearing this kind of quite. So like you know. His sort of, you know, his nice waistcoat and his slacks and his nice shoes and everything. Then he's got like these sunglasses that make him look like Geordie from yeah, um, like prescription sunglasses, like the ones you, you know, if you've had an eye test and they make you put it, on yeah, like wherever it's like days. he's he's got like these sort of, you know, like 80s. Mm sunglasses, like I don't know, they're not even sunglasses, I don't think they're just sort of so it's like the. 
bottom half of him is from like the 50s <laughs> and he's got like these 80s sunglasses and then he's got his like cast member of cocoon hat again <laughs> and i just like See, this I hat had a feather in it so i thought he looked like he should be yodeling well again it just it reminded me of um like the fly fishing hooks mm. with all the uh, yeah and he just looks like he should be sat on the back of a boat in in florida in some sort of like retirement <laughs> complex i just i don't and it's like matt i get that you're blind but you managed to put together classic looks as matt murdoch <laughs> but then again it's it's a projection isn't it it's all part of like the projection like mike murdoch is really loud and out there um and the clothes are the same mm-hmm. and you could argue that it's all tied into daredevil as well because like daredevil is bright red yeah it's, it's not like you know matt's very sedate kind of black suit and white shirt and stuff but I didn't love this outfit. What? What do you mean? <laughs> but I do I do appreciate a waistcoat and I really want that purple jacket. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean this this reveal is is funny. The fact that he is he's purposefully like stopping them from leaving by literally standing in the office and being like, "You <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me <laughs> and and karen is quite taken with him and he does jokingly propose to her and obviously we know that matt would have liked to propose to karen but he would never do so with being mike he's able to do that um and then mike tells them to save him a seat at leapfrog's arraignment which it's like, but then you won't be able to be there as Matt and actually help your your partner, Matt. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> He's just like totally benched, Matt. Yeah. It's just, but then I guess I uh, the I guess the kind of logic behind it, it to him, I suppose, would be well, they already know that Mike Murdoch is Daredevil, um, and we're at you know like a big kind of you know it's leapfrog's trial um so it would be easier for him to just like strip off and become daredevil in front of all these people i guess if he's if he's needed i, Otherwise, know, I think it's funny that his law colleagues like not necessarily like foggy and karen would he'd obviously have law colleagues that he's like gone up against or you know he knows that the court has whatever they mm. probably don't know that he has a twin brother supposedly so they're probably like why why is matt dressed like that <laughs> they just think it's matt yeah I just like them being like okay counselor what are you doing <laughs> like what is going on it's like has um has he totally uh, yeah matt's lost it he's just like totally lost it why why is he even at this trial like what is going on <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, it's just it's, such a weird little plan for him where it's like oh now i can't go as matt oh oh no never mind i don't get to have to be matt again so yeah he's, yeah he's he's um yeah so foggy's pulling karen away out the door which i love <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love i love karen's little kind of red knitwear yes. ensemble yes. very into that very I, into that I do as well. And she wears a red dress later, which I really like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like I like it when she wears red. She's wearing red to you know to be like, look, look, Mike, I can dress in red too. We go mm-hmm. well together. <laughs> in, in. Uh, so then, Mister Farnham, who's totally innocent, of um, course, yeah, because and doesn't absolutely doesn't have a Marvel villain moustache. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Uh, he he visits. I love the panel where he's talking to Foggy Karen and Mike is peeking around the door. Oh no! Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to peek. He's dead. Or he could just stand there and listen. This just made me laugh. It's just funny. Um, and Farnham is upset that they are defending terrible villains. Um, and Foggy defends the law. <laughs> he's like, well, that's kind of being a lawyer unfortunately dude yeah like they're not talking about this like at all but i feel like after seeing the netflix show this would totally come up but like they now think mike is daredevil and daredevil just caught leapfrog and then now they're defending the guy that (laughs) basically their 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 you know twin brother of their colleague just caught like i feel like there's just some ethic issues in here (laughs) yeah Yeah. and also you'd feel like mike would be like why why are you defending him yeah it's uh, and it's never mentioned yeah like they don't no one mentions it like it just it i don't know it just really kind of surprises me that especially from matt's perspective it's like you just caught the guy and then you convince your partner to take the case from the guy that you just caught so not only did you (laughs) basically arrest him now you're gonna like charge him for your services to defend him in court yeah and and your colleagues know that your your twin brother is is Daredevil. And yeah, like I just I like feel like Foggy would bring this up. Like, no, we can't. Like, you know, we can't defend him because your twin brother is the one that caught him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Even yeah. It's and and it's just never never talked about, never mentioned. <laughs> it's just a bit bit strange. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Like, from the point of view of, of Mike, you would think Mike would bring it up. You also think Matt would bring it up. You, well, you think all of them would bring it up. Or that Matt would bring it up as Mike. Yeah. And just be like, didn't I just catch this dude? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Why are you defending, defending him? Like, what, I mean, what was <laughs> I mean, the people in the court are not the brightest. They're really so, not, are they? Awesome. Like, the prosecution, they're really not that bright. So the next day in court, Mike is there instead of Matt. Uh, the prosecution, as evidence, present Leapfrog's spring shoe. Can I just say something about the prosecution here? Go on, then. Is the prosecution supposed to be a black man? I think so. Or is that just a mistake in the colorization? Um, because it's like the skin tone is... He's like bluey purple. I thought it was like the shadow, though, just showing a darker skin tone. That's just what I assumed. No, it was yeah, it was very strange, very strange. It, it like didn't quite sit right with me, to be oh. honest. I don't. But, know. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. It's just like it's really weird. It looks like his uh, like in a bid to kind of like okay, well, this is you know this this the prosecution is is a black guy. But they've made his skin colour this like weird kind of purpley blue, almost like a bit grey as I well. I kind of do that though with sometimes with 
you know, like last week when they had Karen was had a bright yellow face you know because it's just the mm. light shining on and i just assumed that it was just showing that you know it was a darker skin tone or he was standing in like the shadow a bit in the court but mm. i didn't really think about it yeah it just it just well it really stuck out so uh i mean he's a terrible prosecutor um because <laughs> Sorry, this yes, whole thing of being um, you know, oh, these these shoes totally fit you. And Leapfrog's like, no, they don't. I get Air Six standing on a thick rug. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, well, we'll try them on, and we'll prove that they're yours. It's like, why? Why oh, would you do that? Why would you do that? Because boing boing, he's free. Yeah, and he boings out the window. Um, I, first I of all, we should say that, that uh, Mike gets told off for chatting too much in court. Yeah. Mike, what are you doing? Why are you trying to take Foggy's moment away from him? Like, Foggy doesn't even get to speak during this trial. <laughs> he does say he that he gonna... he, reg- he does say that he's sad that Foggy's moment was ruined, but he blames Leapfrog for it. Yeah. Bless. Poor Foggy. I mean, he does object one time, you know, in the little corner there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like a little tiny pattern. kind of behind the prosecutor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So, I mean, it is nice to at least have, you know, two whole pages of court, you know, <laughs> this is the first, like, you know, actual setting in a court in about 20 issues. Oh, mm. yeah. I mean, the only one I can think, I mean, the major was... one before was when Kazar was in court. Yeah. Um, mm. That's the most recent one, I think. But that, yeah, there really isn't, hasn't been that much court stuff. I mean, we'll get to that in later runs, but... I'm excited about, but not for a while, the one I'm thinking of anyway. Um, so he boings out the window, but the shoes haven't got any fasteners, so they fall off his feet. One falls off his foot, and he lands and breaks his leg on the ground. Um, oh, dear. Go on, Vicky. No, I said, oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's a pancake frog. <laughs> and then... Uh, Stiltman appears and is like, you idiot, I was going to rescue you, what are you doing? Well, he didn't know you were going to rescue him, Stiltman, he doesn't know who you are. I love the, you know, just Terminator moment where he just walks up, and I just, I wanted him so badly to be like, come with me if you want to live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that the fact that loads of characters in this issue just keep saying, of course, Stiltman and Leapfrog teamed up, they'd be unstoppable. Because <laughs> one guy's really tall and one guy can bounce. <laughs> I wanted to see it so bad, though. I like, know. I'm really hoping yeah. no other issue, they team up. Be like, oh my god, this is perfect. <laughs> like, so I'd, I'd like to point out that Stiltman has given himself abs. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made his armor better. And how would you know that his armor has been improved if he didn't have like metal abs? Yeah, and like a new helmet and stuff. Yeah. Were you happy to see him back? I mean, it was kind of sport by the obviously the title of the issue. Uh, yes, I love Stiltman. So, <laughs> yes, I was very happy to see him back. Yeah, it's good to see him. So he... So Karen, uh, so Mike's like, don't worry, Karen, I'll go and stop Leapfrog as Daredevil. And uh, so he changes into Daredevil and goes to fight Leapfrog. Um, ends up fighting Stiltman, so the police arrest Leapfrog anyway. And Stiltman's got a new laser gun, but we don't know if this is like the same type of 
ray gun he had before, which was like the shrinking ray. This one just mm-hmm. seems to be destructive because he's shooting it at the building and stuff. Um, pew pew. Pew pew. pew, I, pew. Do you guys like the little note from Stan Lee saying that even if you're if you're ever fighting a superhero, even if you like don't get defeated, you might end up with a really bad headache. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I thought that was quite funny. I was like, okay, that was Steph, quite funny. Right. Um, we get a little recap about how Stiltman is back because he he shrunk. I like the way they were like, we're not going to go into the specifics about it because <laughs> yeah, they're like. Uh. Just... And Although then... <laughs> if they if they did this nowadays, if this was a a new a twenty twenty one issue, they would totally link this with the quantum realm. Oh yeah, like oh, shrinking, yeah. and they would this have said, "Oh, we went into the quantum realm." And, you know, but instead, they're just like the little note in the bottom is just like science. Yeah, he shrunk, <laughs> and then he it wore off, and he got bigger again. All right, done. Yeah, done. <laughs> he was stuck in like this weird limbo or something. I think they said. Yeah. It was just like yeah, okay. We saw a little a little Paul Rudd floating past. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, I love mm-hmm. this fight though. Like oh, this, great. this, mm. like the, the Gene Collins whole choreograph and the action in this is just beautiful. I think this it, like might be my most like favorite drawn action like fight sequence of of the series so far. It's it's really great. It has yeah. my panel of the week, Ooh. which is. Butt punch! <laughs> is there a butt punch? I didn't know. There is a butt punch. <laughs> you do love a butt punch. I, I mean, love... not you personally, but you do love in the comics. I love a butt punch or a crotch punch. Dick I didn't punch. know this. Who butt punched who? Matt butt punches uh, Stiltman in the face. <laughs> or in the back, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think Gene Colan is having so much fun drawing this fight. Yeah. Drawing Stiltman. Mm. He's, he's like, yeah, Stiltman's just, oh, he's just awesome. He's so much fun. Um, it's kind of like the closest Daredevil gets to like a full like aerial fight where he's just yeah. up in the air the entire time. It's fun. And, and it's I think like obviously last week they were talking about they changed his um, the hook on his cane and everything. So I think they were you know sort of doing that to set it up for this week, you know, so they could then yeah. incorporate it into the fight. Um, <clears throat> but if two villains weren't enough running around in this issue, we've now got a third. Because meanwhile, Mask Marauder is driving around the city with an armored truck and a vacuum elevator, <laughs> so As he you can uh, search Nelson and Murdoch's offices. With his like even like every issue that he shows up in, his outfit has got even baggier. Yeah, because he keeps <laughs> washing it and it's damaging the elastic. Like he should have had it dry cleaned. He should have. It's it, yeah. It's oh, it's so bad. Oh, it, I can't say yeah. it. I just. The, the Kleenex, just why? <laughs> yeah, the little, the little kind of neck curtain. <laughs> it's, so, it's so awful. The Doctor Zoidberg look. Yeah, it's. So he's looking for any evidence that because he basically says, well, um, well, Foggy's Foggy's too big to be Daredevil. Um, Matt's blind, but they're linked with Daredevil in some way. Someone must be Daredevil. So, but he's looking for any evidence at all. Doesn't find anything. I don't know what he's expecting. I mean, we do. Doesn't Foggy still have a Daredevil costume in his drawer? Yeah. Although well, actually, well, no. that's the one that Matt wore. No, because Matt wore it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I um, mean, what it, if he found the note from Spider-Man? 
yeah. Yeah. So, so what did they do with that note from Spider-Man? Put it in the bin. Karen framed it. <laughs> framed it. Oh, Spider-Man signed it. She, she's she's got a she that comes up. She's like, got one of those. Yeah. She's got one of those like creepy stalker walls at home. That's come, you know, with like newspaper clippings and red string and and stuff. Oh, she's got like a like a daredevil shrine. Now, when the Masked Marauder took his mask off, Vicky, mm-hmm. and was revealed to be Frank Farnham, were you shooketh? I was shooketh. I don't know how this could have happened. I didn't see this coming at all. It was a shock to the system, and I may never recover. I love that they even say in it. <laughs> we're sure they're just surprised. They're, ba- they're basically just like, guys, we're really sorry. <laughs> they're like, yeah. <laughs> it was like this, this name. And we really this. only gave you one option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they if they stopped giving all of their villains the same facial hair, then because it's like literally anyone appears in a Marvel comic during this era who has that facial hair, I'm like, well, it's a villain. <laughs> whether whether he's revealed to be a villain in this issue or like three issues down the line when it's kind of like remember this guy from like Israel 20 whatever oh. but yeah it was really like i'm so i'm so shocked i needed to lie down <laughs> you're like oh, i need to lie down and put a cold towel over my i need, my I need a cold compress fetch <laughs> um. me my smelling salts <laughs> <laughs> so daredevil and stiltman continue to fight and Daredevil does the old Empire Strikes Back on him. <laughs> slash Ant-Man in in Captain America Civil War. Oh, but, I mean, which we actually really, joked really about happy. before. Sorry? You know, so I was going to ask you here, are you like really happy with you know how he defeated Stoltman? Because I think you brought this up the first time that Stoltman showed up. He's like, well, why doesn't he just do the Empire Strikes Back move? <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew it was just... coming, so I was kind of excited. Well, um, I, I I love the uh, the couple of panels when he's falling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes I a while. It's like three different panels to like show all of it. I love that. <laughs> so cool. Is, I mean, like we don't even have to say what the move is because you can just say he just Empire Strikes Back him and everyone knows. Well, that the em- the Empire so Strikes Back that that super ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's great. Uh, I also love when Daredevil yells, stay back, average typical crowd of passers-by. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why, why only use three words when a whole sentence will do the same job? <laughs> it, that really made me laugh. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so that was great. That, in the last two issues, was, like, overdoing it with, like, the quips. Like, oh, yeah. it was, like, Spider-Man-level, like, you know, quippage. It it's just Mike Murdoch's like a bad constant. influence on him. It's his yeah. Mike Murdoch side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just quipping away. At one point he says about Snow White. I can't remember. He references Snow White in this fight. Yeah, I can't oh, remember what that was. Yeah, he said something about Snow or, White. Yeah, it was um like, why don't you like wish upon a star? It worked for Cinderella or something about defeating oh, him. Oh, yeah, it worked for Snow White. I was like, I thought that was weird. I was like, why wouldn't you reference Pinocchio, when, which has the song when you? Oh my god, was start? it was it like was it like like forty fifty year old foreshadowing for when Disney bought Marvel? Yes. 
<laughs> Future foreshadowing. Um, so then Farnham... Um, so this is very weird because Farnham's not in his car, but he's been at the Nelson and Murdoch law offices. But the fight of Daredevil and Stiltman takes place outside the courthouse. So the, the, they must be very close in proximity, they must be like close. next door, um, because he sees Stiltman and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have that and picks yeah. him up and puts him in his trunk. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll have that just lying about the place. <laughs> yeah, oh, still, man, I'll have that. Um, and puts him in the trunk, and then Daredevil sees Farnham in his in his car, and he's like, Farnham, get out of here! Like, don't you know there's a stilt man running around? And so Farnham's like, hmm, Daredevil knows my name, that's interesting. <laughs> With the, the, the quintessential, like, evil... Um, uh, like evil villainous pose in, in half of the panel yes. and a completely different colour to the rest of the panel. That's great, with his evil yeah. smile and his evil moustache. It's great. I love it. Um, so then Karen sits in the office and admires Daredevil through the window. Daredevil's kind of waving at the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, yay! And he's like, hi! <laughs> and which, well... is, which is, again, like mm-hmm. a completely different... Um, like Matt never did that no. as Daredevil. Like there was there was no like okay, so he did a bit of showboating when he was actually in the middle of a fight, but he didn't like hang around afterwards to kind of do the the Johnny Storm kind of waving and and conversing with the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Which is so it's interesting to see just how much like Mike Murdoch is sort of taking over. Yeah. And and obviously we had so many issues so far of this of this comic ending with Karen pining over Matt and Foggy's jealous, and now we get Karen pining over Mike and Foggy's jealous. <laughs> Poor Foggy. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was bad, and it was bad enough when when she was pining over Matt, but like now I just don't stand a chance. <laughs> now there's two hot twins. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two of them they never appear in the same place at the same time hmm i can't i can't believe that a lawyer worth his salt like foggy <laughs> wouldn't be like okay then both in the room at the same time yeah what do you mean vicky <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that they might not be twins and they might be the same person <laughs> Well, I didn't want to say anything before. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's it's so great. It's ridiculous as it is. <laughs> uh, so that is the end of that issue, guys. What, like, what are your thoughts over? Like, any last thoughts? Well, that sounded threatening. Any last yeah. thoughts on this uh, issue before we get into our toots and boots, etc.? Um, no, other than that, it's. Just the whole, um, like, Matt really kind of getting really quite deep into the whole Mike character, which is actually pretty concerning. Yeah. (laughs) That he's just, like, completely, like, to the point where he's just, you know, he didn't even go to the bloody court case. Like, that's your day job, Matt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you'd rather... You've just come back, remember, from a, a quick holiday where you decided to take a few days off and go to the seaside. 
like I just it just seems really kind of it's it's a dangerous road to go down like you you've literally like you you've only been Mike Murdoch for what like a day <laughs> and you're already but he loves it like com- yeah com- just you you're ditching your day job like you you know you're a lawyer mm-hmm. you know, you're a partner in a law firm and you'd rather dress up as Mike Murdoch to go to a trial that you and your like you know law partner are defending mm-hmm like what is what is going on Vicky I don't think you understand how intoxicating Mike Murdoch is <laughs> clearly <laughs> like I'm already not really liking Mike Murdoch <laughs> <laughs> but then mean, all of us were just like waiting on bated breath until he got introduced just to like hear your reaction yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just think it's I I think one of the reasons why I'm not a massive fan is because, like, it's obviously it's it's a side of Matt that we haven't seen, mm. um, and just the fact that it's like, well, you know, there's a side of a big side of Matt that is obviously just a massive douchebag. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's kind of like, and and the fact that he's really enjoying being that is just kind of. It doesn't sit that right with me. Yeah, because he's but, mean to Foggy in this issue as well. Again, he's, he's horrible to Foggy anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but but this is like you know this is like to his face. Um, like like where, it's almost kind of like wish fulfillment, where you know he can kind of go in and just you know say whatever he wants, do whatever he wants, and because this isn't like a real persona, he just figures like ah, eh, there's no consequences. Mm. I can just you know let my freak flag fly and just do and say whatever I want. And then, you know, mm-hmm. n- like, you know, there's no consequences. Like this isn't going to be like blowback. I can just like ditch it and then, you know, be mad again and not have to worry about it. Yeah. it's. I think it's just like, he's just starting to enjoy it just a little bit too much for my liking. Okay. How do Which you think is... this whole Mike Murdoch um, thing will end? Well, he's e- it's either going to completely consume Matt and he's going to have some sort of complete breakdown mm-hmm. because he he doesn't know, you know, he's got like three personalities living in him at this point and it just, mm-hmm. it just his brain explodes. Um, someone's going to find out, aren't they? Whether it's Karen or whether it's Foggy or, I mean, Spider-Man already knows. I like the fact that they haven't brought that letter up from Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Maybe you should um, be worried about Spider-Man knows your identity. Do you know what I mean? Well, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it's like no one's brought up the fact that the letter says that Spider-Man knows that Daredevil is Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mike shows up, and neither Foggy nor Karen go. Oh, well, we just got this letter from Spider-Man that says that your twin brother mm. is dead all. Like, it's just all a bit. And Spider-Man I, hasn't followed up on the letter either. Yet. Mm. I would imagine there's a yet in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that this, the whole Mike Murdoch thing, I think it might actually break Matt's brain. Wouldn't be the last time. <laughs> unfortunately. No. So yeah, that's that's my thinking. 
Um, I mean, that was kind of an early Vix predicts, but we'll get to your actual predictions for the next issue in a moment. Um, But meanwhile, what are we going to toot and boot this week, guys? Um, Lots of fashions going on. Daniel, (laughs) what are your thoughts? Um, Let's see. Um, I actually did really like uh, Karen's outfit when they first show up at the office and she's got that kind of like red sweater and uh, red skirt. Um, You know, that's it's a nice combination. Mm. Uh, So I, I definitely think I would toot that. I'm not sure I can actually bring myself to to toot uh, Mike's outfit. It's just I feel like there's elements of it that work, but when you put it all together, it's 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 a little much. <laughs> um, like the little string bow tie with you know with the purple jacket and the hat. It's 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 a little much. It's a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there's a purpose to it. I can understand, but you know, I just I don't think I can hit it. I think I have to boot uh, Mike's outfit. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the outfit that Emma uh, cosplays in as well. Oh, I, is I, it? Oh, I did actually notice that uh, the bit where he's like whistling behind the door at the beginning mm-hmm. um, is Emma's avatar on yes. Tumblr. Yeah, and it's her um, avatar on uh, Skype as well. So when we record last week, that's how she came up. When I was when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, it's Emma's avatar in its natural habitat." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you, Vicky? What are you going to boot and toot? I am going to toot uh, the Karen's lovely red knitted ensemble and her red dress combo like i like that she's gone for the total you know i'm gonna closet cosplay the superhero that i'm secretly in love with mm-hmm. um and just like wearing red uh, the whole issue i kind of like that but i did also enjoy mike's purple jacket because it's purple so um and i am going to boot uh, the Mars Marauders even baggier outfit because it's just I can't I can't boot that enough to be honest. <laughs> I'm just... I'm with you, Vicky. Anytime that Mars Marauder outfit appears, it's gonna get a booting pretty much because it's yeah. so bad. Just awful, awful. So awful. I can't boot Mike Murdoch's outfit. But also, I have a love-hate relationship with Mike Murdoch's outfit. Because <laughs> it's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> and I'm I'm also going to toot uh, Karen's nice outfit. Mm. Uh, specifically, I think the red the red jumper and skirt, I think, was really pretty. Yeah. I mean, I love a bit of knit- knitwear anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy that combo. Yeah, I think she looked really pretty. Um, what about our panel of the week, Daniel? Oh goodness! Um, it have to be. I mean, it's it's hard to beat the full page uh, splash of um, Daredevil like knocking Stiltman into the building mm-hmm. um, with the big sound effect, and it's like you know a full page. And I like how it's it's got that perspective of almost kind of like looking from the top of a building down and it kind of gives you that vertigo of kind of like leaning over a building while they're, while they're fighting and it's so dynamic and action packed, you know, the whole fight is just so, so dynamic and well drawn. 
Um, but I think I'll go with that full-page splash of him knocking Stiltman into the building. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Vicky, what about you? Butt punch! <laughs> Always. <laughs> You're like, always, always butt punch. Uh, I am going to... I do... Re- I, well, I, it's more the comment that those guys say at the start. So I'm going to say um, when Matt is hiding behind the door as Mike. Because it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I love it. So I'm going to say that. And it's just... That's why I can't boot it, because it's so glorious. It's just too funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's going to be my panel of the week. Right. So with that, um, uh, we have to decide what we are going to do with this issue. Are we going to put it in the vault? Um, uh, Last week, we put uh, last week's issue in the vault on a velvet cushion, as promised to Emma, because it's the introduction (laughs) of Mike Murdoch. (laughs) Uh, are we going to put this in the vault? Are we going to throw it out the window? Uh, or are we going to just kind of toss it under the bar to be used for next time the pipes burst? <laughs> I personally, because it's uh, still man, think it should go in the vault. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Um, I was going to vote Vault. Um, I, I, I think there's just so many fun things that are happening in this issue. Um, all the Mike Murdoch stuff and kind of what that's saying about Matt and just Mike being Mike and the fun of that. Um, and I love the, the Stiltman fight. Um, it's just so dynamic and, and great. And, you know, I like that the, you know, kind of incorporate the lawyer a little bit in this and, you know, it brings up some ethic issues and, you know, mm-hmm. that's always fun to kind of pick apart and kind of what that says about them and kind of what's, you know, if they're just looking for money or if they're just, you know, um, really just so committed to justice that they're going to defend the people that they catch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's a fun issue um, and I really enjoyed it. And I think it kind of, you know, furthers the plot and does, you know, a lot of fun things with the characters. So I th- definitely think it deserves a spot in the vault. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I have to agree as well because I think the whole the whole thing with um, with Matt being Mike is fascinating, <laughs> and it's got Stiltman. It's also got Master Marauder, but we'll forgive it for that. Um, yeah. So he I was think, only in it for like five seconds. Yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> and I did like his villain twirling where he's like, "Whoa!" His mustache twirling was like, "Ha ha ha!" You know. Uh, so yeah, I think it has to go in the vault. So in the vault with it. Hey. Okay, now it's time to our last segment, which is Vix predicts. Yes, that's right. Uh, Vicky, that's my, you, I mean, that's you, my very own jingle. <laughs> your very own jingle. That theme tune, yeah. You. You've kind of mentioned a bit about what you think is going to happen already, but next issue specifically is called Mike Murdoch Must Die. Uh, oh, so soon? <laughs> <laughs> I they knew you. Like, I thought they'd at least kind of string it out for a couple of issues. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I think it's well, I think it's possibly going to be uh, several villains. Oh, and now 
something's going to come out. I reckon, like, someone is going to be like, oh, well, my, my Murdoch, well, that's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, like, villains are like, well, now we know who he is. So let's let's go get him. So they do, um, like, a Sinister Six on him. Yeah, uh, but also that means that, like, obviously Matt, uh, Karen and Foggy are going to be in danger. Mm. Because it's like, well, if he's Matt's twin, then Matt knows where he is. So maybe maybe Matt gets kidnapped? Mm. Possibly okay. to try and bait Daredevil, but obviously that's not going to work because Matt is Daredevil. He's oh, just got so- back off holiday, though. I know, so many possibilities. Okay. Okay. Unless, or Foggy just snaps because he's had a laugh. It just goes on a, like, fuck you. Enough. Fight, Murdoch, enough. <laughs> stabby, stabby, stab, stab. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for Foggy. He just I wanted to have that. a regular law practice, and he thought he had a good partner, <laughs> and everything was going to be fine, and uh, then just all this craziness. <laughs> and he, like, <laughs> met his future wife, and just, yeah, like, poor Foggy. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do, we'll see what happens. Mm. Okay, interesting. Uh, right, so now I have to thank Daniel for coming on, as always. You have a seat at the bar whenever you would like like to drop by. Oh, thank you guys for having me, it was so much fun. No, we, we, we love having you on here. Is there anything you would like to promote this week that you've seen um, that you think is great or, I don't know? No, I've I've kind of been off the grid with working and everything, so nothing nothing new this week. Um, but eh, no, nothing I can think of. Just you know the regular stuff. Cool. Um, if oh, I, I am doing a uh, our next installment of the uh, the Green Lantern uh, book club is coming up. Oh, so nice. if any of our listeners are Green Lantern fans, uh, reach out to me on uh, on Skype on uh, bookclubofoa dot com or uh, at gmail dot uh, com. Uh, and we can get you set up on the, our book club. I think on Wednesday we're actually reviewing the um, the first story arc of Green Lantern Corps from the 2006 series. So if any fans, you know, you can jump on that, and uh, we kind of discuss, uh, you know, different issues and different arcs. So it's always fun. So. Mm. That, that, sound, that sounds very cool. And speak, I mean, I'm, I, was, I was thinking as you were saying that, because uh, before we were recording... Vicky was mentioning about the uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League, and I was wondering if they have any more Green Lantern stuff in it. Yeah, uh, it was uh, rumoured, wasn't it? I didn't... There wasn't anything in the trailer. Hmm, okay. So, um, other than... Because there's the bit, obviously, in the fight of the, uh, the, the flashback in the Justice League when the first time What's-His-Face came to... Uh, came to the mortal realm... Um, you've got like the Green Lanterns, but there wasn't anything obvious. I'll have to rewatch the trailer again, but yeah, there was nothing obvious in the okay. in the trailers. Okay, cool. Which is very odd because they're supposed to be coming out with a uh, like an HBO Max TV series uh, centered on Green Lantern, and there's supposed to be a movie coming out at some point, but I don't know. That keeps getting kind of pushed back in shelves. So it seems like they're trying to do something with the characters, but they're not doing a ton to like promote it so i'm not sure how far it's gonna go well i mean it was like i did 
squeal uh, quite loudly when I first watched the Justice League when they've got like the big battle with like the gods and and men and against Steppenwolf and everything and then you've got like the Green Lanterns kind of whizzing around um, in the background um, and I was like yes yes please do a good Green Lantern movie <laughs> sorry sorry Ryan I love you but no um, <laughs> yeah no that movie was uh, no like, <laughs> so hopefully they do it properly yeah but yeah I didn't I, I need to, I'll have I'll need to watch the trailer again just to um. I, I tend to do that with trailers anyway. I do the whole lot. I do the first watch just to get the kind of like, Wah! and then I watch it again, just to take in all the details. <laughs> so there might, there might be something in there, but um, I didn't notice anything stand out Green Lantern wise when I watched it the first time. Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, I haven't got anything to really promote this week. Uh, go watch WandaVision. It's great. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. And with that, it's time at the bar, guys. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. And we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947 Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com